Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that one of the, the main reason why we're here is because of the progressive leadership of Local 412, not only from Courtney himself at the top, but the entire team. You know, the, the, the agents, the managers, we talked about the, the office personnel. I mean, from top to bottom, Local 4, 412 has the, one of the best leadership teams in the United Association. That's the whole reason why we're sitting here talking. Welcome to the 412-411. My name is George Colombo, and I'm your host for this latest edition of your new podcast from UA Local 412. If you're a plumber, a pipe fitter, a welder, or an HVACR service technician in New Mexico or the El Paso area, or if you're thinking about becoming one, this is your source for the news you need about what's going on at UA Local 412. You've probably already heard the big news about our new training initiative with Daikin, but in this podcast, we're going to sit down with four of the main architects of this blockbuster announcement. Brian Kelly and Robert Vilches from the United Association, Robert Baker from Local 412, and Jeff Bledsoe from Daikin. And by the way, this is our first ever two-part podcast, so let's pick things up just a few minutes after the ribbon-cutting ceremony last week. I'm sitting here with two gentlemen whose names might not be familiar to you, or at least not right now, but by the time we're done with this conversation, uh, you'll know a little bit more about who they are. Uh, one of the people uh, I'm talking to right now is Brian Kelly, who is the UA Director of HVACR Services. Uh, and Brian and I are sitting here with Jeff Bledsoe, who is the Manager of Contractor Development for Daikin. Uh, and we are sitting here, not far from the Union Hall, uh, just having heard a very exciting announcement. And I guess, uh, Brian, I would like you to start, maybe, and just give us the overview of what we were talking about today. So we're here at Local 412 today for the ribbon cutting of the brand new state-of-the-art Daikin Training Center. It shows just a tremendous partnership between the United Association and Daikin. Uh, it's a powerhouse of a, a partnership. Well, tell me a little bit about the scope of the partnership. What will UA Local 412 be doing? Well, UA 412 is the second local in the United Association to install one of these training centers. So not only will they be in training their own members on how to install and service Daikin equipment, but they'll also be training the trainers, training other trainers to go back and bring that training back to their home locals. And my understanding is that that's, at least right now, that's an area that basically covers most of what's west of the Mississippi? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's like a, that's a huge thing. It's an honor, and 412, quite, quite honestly, was chosen because of their progressive leadership and how much progress they've made, especially in the HVAC, HVAC service. Jeff, tell us a little bit about how this project looks to you. You're the other side of the agreement. Why is this important? Well, this came about during COVID when we were doing remote testing and remote training and things like that. And the opportunity came to me about partnering with the four. 
8.49 in Pittsburgh that they needed a new training center up there. And I stepped back and looked at it from the 50,000-foot view. It's like, how can we parlay this into a partnership, not only with that UA, but all the UAs across the country? So I got in touch with a gentleman named Robert Vilchez, and we decided to build the West Coast Hub in Albuquerque and the East Coast Hub in Pittsburgh. And it's to train, like Brian just mentioned, it's to train the trainers so they can go back into their locals because they have roughly 300 training facilities across the country. And they've committed to Daikin in the next couple of years to get about 150 of their trainers authorized to teach Daikin equipment. With this type of equipment that we've got out, it is a state of the art. We need trained technicians. This is not your grandfather's air conditioner or a window unit. Now we're not only teaching them how to deal with the HVAC, we're teaching them they also have knowledge of computers and the printed circuit boards and things that run our equipment. So I'm basically giving them a laptop with an air conditioner. You need a different skill set for that. It, yeah, it's a whole different level. Um, it, well, you had used, um, I think, a metaphor um, at the luncheon. Yeah, we've got a Ferrari, and we're not teaching on 72 VW bugs. There you go. Brian, what do you think the impact of this kind of uh, undertaking will have on UA members? Well, look, the... The UA represents between 60 and 70,000 HVAC technicians across the U.S. and Canada. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of technicians that not only need to be trained, but really, like Jeff just mentioned, retrained to the latest and greatest technologies. Yeah, this is, and, and, and as Jeff mentioned, this involves um, really a set of skills and a level of complexity that's really far beyond um you know what you get walking down the street well it's new and to put it to you i'll put it to you this way i've been out of the field for just over 10 years now and i would have to go back to school if i were to go back to the field where do you think this is going to have the most impact in terms of uh dican here here in the Albuquerque area? Well, here in the Albuquerque area uh, for all of your customers and potential customers. Well, the, the key thing to me and what I've always dealt with in my, in my career is I've never sold someone a piece of equipment. I always sell them a solution to a problem. And now when you've got this technology, that problem could be, you know, exasperated because this stuff is so much more sophisticated than normal. So when we have an opportunity to get 60 to 70,000 people with the opportunity to learn on Dyke and equipment, my goal is making sure those end users, those consumers, that they don't have a bad experience with Dyke. And if this can help me, help me drastically because I'm not going around doing the onesie twosie. These, these guys can impact the market in a hurry with 60 or 70,000 technicians across the country. And it's all about taking care of that end user because typically people if they have a good experience with something, they'll tell people about it. And if they have a bad experience, they'll tell three or four people. You know, so we don't need that bad experience in the marketplace with our equipment because it is state-of-the-art equipment, and it works when it's taken care of properly. Brian, from the standpoint of, of UA's um, overall um, presence in HVACR, what does this agreement mean? It means that our members are getting the, the very best training directly from the manufacturer, not only the, the, the training, but also follow-up support 
So it takes all the guesswork out of, you know, installing a product, you know, or just taking someone off the street, installing their product. You're getting trained properly on installation procedures, troubleshooting procedures. And, you know, if you hit a wall, you actually have technical support to call. So from, from a UA or an HVAC technical standpoint, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. Um, and, and Jeff, maybe you could comment on this, but it's not just the best training, but it's the best training on the best equipment. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I'm a little bit, I'm a little prejudiced because I work for Daikin, but I've been in the HVAC industry for 35 years. And this honestly is the best equipment I have ever seen. And I could not leave this company and go to work for somebody else and tell them their equipment's better than Daikin. And when you truly have skilled uh, trade school students or trade students out there that understand how this works, they can take care of that consumer and the end user to make sure that they know it's going to work exactly the way they tell them it's going to work when they put it in. So it is the best equipment. We are the number one guy in the world. And I tell people, I even said it at the 449, we have no intention of giving that up. So we're looking for partnerships like this across the country. Brian, I, I, I'm not going to ask you to repeat your entire presentation this afternoon, but you said a few things that really caught my attention uh, about the state of the industry uh, and about UA Local 412. Maybe you could share some of those with our listeners. Well, well yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that one of the, the main reason why we're here is because of the progressive leadership of Local 412, not only from... Courtney himself at the top, but the entire team, you know, the, the, the agents, the managers, we talked about the, the office personnel. I mean, from top to bottom, Local 4, 412 has the, one of the best leadership teams in the United Association. That's the whole reason why we're sitting here talking. And quite frankly, my partner here, Jeff, you know, he's a visionary. And the, the, there's a reason why he's putting Dykin equipment and all the proper training on the East Coast and the West Coast for our members to learn on it the very best. Because just to reiterate and punctuate what he said, they're number one in the world and they have no intention on giving that up. So his timing is impeccable and it's brilliant. Outstanding. One other thing I wanted to touch on and maybe get a slightly different take from both of you gentlemen on this, uh, and that is that everything that's going on now is in the context of uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and the funding that is that is becoming available um, in the wake of that. So, so this is a project that obviously has impact on uh, UA Local 412. It has impact on Daikin, but it's all in the context of making the world a better place. I mean, this is not just a regular installation. This is in the context of really revamping um, what that part of the industry looks like. Is that fair to say? Well, if I could comment on that, this partnership and this alliance came about before we ever heard the word Inflation Reduction Act. We had already seen this is what the market needed, and we were going down that path. So this is just an added bonus for us if we can participate in some of that to help our consumers out. Because we saw this was a need, and we chose to partner together to fill this need. And that's that's clear by looking at what your company is doing in the industry. 
in terms of addressing the need. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to add to that, Brian? Absolutely. From, from the UA's perspective, I mean, hey, listen, whether we like it or not, the move towards electrification and decarbonization, it's real. It's coming whether we like it or not. I know a lot of people, especially as a UA rep and a former business manager, business agent, you know, I can tell you firsthand, the last thing in the world I want to do is see fossil fuels fall by the wayside. But here's the thing. If you don't adapt to change, you're going you're gonna to fall behind, and you're, gonna, and you're eventually going to lose. The move towards electrification and the heat pump technology that we just installed in Local 412's training center, it's real, it's here to stay, and it's going to continue to grow. So this is a step in the future, into the future for everybody. Absolutely. And I believe the R32, which is a new one of the A2L refrigerants, we have a new R32 unit as part of this install. So I think they are probably the first training center in the state of New Mexico that has a piece of this equipment. So the EPA is regulating changes in the refrigerant. These guys are ahead of the curve. Excellent. Well, listen, it was a fabulous event, um, and I want to thank you for taking time uh, to talk to our members, um, and we're looking forward to seeing this roll out over the next couple of years. Absolutely. Thank hey, you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, gentlemen. That's the end of part one of our podcast, a high-level overview of the Daikin Initiative. Stay with us now for part two, where we're going to turn our attention to a more granular look at the project and how it's all going to unfold over the next couple of years. I'm sitting here with two Roberts, and I think they are both two guys who you do know. Uh, And that would be Robert Baker, who is the HVACR coordinator here for UA Local 412, and Robert Vilches, who is the HVACR training specialist here. Uh, and just for clarity, uh, Robert Baker, when I talk to you, I'll, I'll be calling you Robert, and you're going to be Rob, at least for the duration of this podcast. Works for me. Does that work? <laughs> Sounds good. So this was quite an event. Yes, it was. Um, and we talked uh, in our earlier conversation about the maybe the 30,000-foot impact, you know, the 30,000-foot view of this. But in this conversation, I'd like to bring it down a lot more closely to what's happening here at UA Local 412, why this is important what impact it's going to have, and how it happens to be UA Local 412 that is doing this. Uh, So, Robert, let's start with you. Maybe you could address some or all of those questions. Okay. Um, Well, how it happened, I'm not exactly sure. Me and him got in conversation at some point. (laughs) And um, I was in the process of building the HVAC program here. Um, When I got here, it was not much of a program to start with so um i hit it full tilt and and took some other college programs from um, some trade schools to start building this program and the whole goal of that was to bring better training to our servicemen with our contractors here in new mexico that we have now as we got into heat pump and daikin stuff uh daikin is number one like it's been said over and over again and it's it's true it's fact right um so heat pumps are becoming huge and we talked about 
you know, decarbonization and electrification, and that's, you know, a direction for heat pumps for us. Um, then we had some conversations with uh, Senator, uh, Senator Heinrich about the Inflation Reduction Act later on. And um, so it kind of fit into what we needed to do to move forward um, with the industry itself and, and getting into the decarbonization and the electrification side of things. Excellent. Uh, Rob, this uh, basically, it seems to me, as I learn about this initiative, um, so much of this sounds like it's going to fall on your shoulders. Uh, yeah, and, you know, to expand a little bit on how this project landed on Local 412's doorstep, uh, when Robert got brought on and developed in the HVAC program, I caught wind that uh, he was new to local 412's training department and they needed some assistance starting their program and that's how i met robert and almost immediately i realized that robert was extremely serious about growing the hvac program here at local 412. Uh, we had already begun the conversation with uh, jeff bledsoe over at dykin to uh, get our instructors across the country up to speed on dykin vrv equipment uh, and train our membership on large scale. So when I met Robert, and after I left that initial meeting with him, I went back to Jeff and I said, I think I have the second location for this partnership. Um, Local 412 has always been great on uh, working with the UA on a national level for training programs. Um, they are very progressive. Uh, so Jeff came out here and uh you know we sat down we talked with robert and and ray and courtney and uh jeff agreed we're gonna we're gonna do this at local 412 for the second location so um robert and jeff started working together to get the equipment here and and well now today we we open this uh lab so tell me a little bit about what you expect this initiative is going to look like to members so for for Local 412 members, you know, with Robert working directly with Dykin, uh, he he directed the construction of this lab. Uh, there's going to be an in-house certified instructor um, able to teach as many classes as required by the local contractor. So whatever the demand looks like here in New Mexico, Local 412 is going to be able to meet that demand. Uh, so there's there's not going to be any delay. So as these projects ramp up, you know, with with all the incentive money that's floating around out there, specifically for heat pump technology, um, 412 is just going to be able to roll with it. They're they're going to be able to man these projects with qualified individuals and and meet that demand. But then also the UA members who are not part of Local 412 are impacted by this. They are. So aside from lo the location here, you know, the lab we just opened today at, at, at 412, we have a, uh, another lab that we opened in the fall of uh, 22 uh, and in Pittsburgh. So between 412 and, and the location at Local 449, both those locations were able to uh, hold regional instructor classes. So 
both at 412 and 449, there's uh, certified UA instructors that went through the Daikin Train the Trainer program. So Daikin, once they complete that, Daikin's going to authorize them to teach this material in-house. Daikin doesn't have to uh, send their own instructor here. They have a much smaller training department. Um, we have 300 training centers across U U.S. and Canada. So we can we can get the information to a broader audience much faster than Daikin can by themselves, which is you know one of the big reasons why we entered this partnership. Um, so now uh, outside of local training local members, a uh, couple times a year we're going to bring instructors from around the country to this location. In turn, they go back home, they train their membership wherever they're from. Excellent. Now, Robert, I understand that there are basically two separate certifications involved in this training offering. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yes. Uh, so you're going to have the installation and commissioning training, and then we're going to have the service and repair training that you're going to have available for this. There's two different certifications. Do you anticipate most of your members who get one will also get the other, or is it likely that they will be one or the other? It, it all depends. We do have some people that will just install, and we have some people that just a service. Um, and we have the service guys that want to know both of it, and that'll get both certifications. So it, it's going to benefit them either way, um, getting certified to do any of the work on Daikin equipment. You know, one of the things that I have learned since we have started uh, the 412-411 is that certainly local 412, and I guess the ua in general is just so focused on training that is just such an important part of what this is all about i'd love to hear both of you talk just a little bit about that sure so from from a as an organization the ua has always um been uh, we, we pride ourselves in in saying that we spend um more money well the only other person let me put it this way the only other entity that spends more money on training than us is the, the united states military so we're very prideful in our training we have a a fairly robust five-year apprenticeship program that's registered uh both nationally with the department of labor and then each local training center also registers on a state level uh their training program and for the most part those are five-year programs there's some offshoots where it might be a four-year program uh, but it's a, a training partnership also with the contractors so we're it's not just having students show up to a classroom and they're getting theory they're at the same time working in the field uh, with one of our contractors so they're getting that hands-on real-world experience we're teaching them the theory the why they're doing what they're doing during the day uh, and also making sure that when they leave our five-year program they have as many relevant uh trade credentials as they possibly can get in that five-year period and then if whatever whatever de market demand there is after they graduate all of our training centers are open for membership regardless if they're still an apprentice or not so journeymen come back into our classrooms uh, and they can get uh journeyman upgrade classes this would be you know any in this case, a, a journeyman that's already graduated the apprenticeship here at Local 412, they can come back and take this diking course. And not to put too fine of a point on any of this, but they don't leave with student loans. 
They do not. Uh, so our our training programs are, are funded uh, by contractors and membership. The, the, there's no tuition fee that a student. If you if I if I knock on local 412's door today and and fill out an application, I get accepted in the program. They're not going to ask me to pay a tuition, and and none of our locals are set up that way. An apprentice. You know, the the membership knows us already, but for, for those that are not a part of our organization, working for a contractor, getting trained in the evenings, and then pay raises once a year as they're going through their program on top of not having a tuition to receive that training. So it it's a great program, and and we're constantly looking at what's the market doing five years from now? What do we need to change in our program uh, to be ready for five years from now? And without that kind of mindset, an initiative like this would never happen. No, it'd be it would be slow to roll out. You know, we would be, uh, you know, we would if we waited for the market to shift and we weren't preparing for it, we'd be scrambling. Well, you know, it's that that old famous Wayne Gretzky line um, that he was asked once what made him such a great hockey player. And he said that most players skate to where the puck is, and he tries to skate to where the puck is going to be. Um, and I think that's a great description of what you guys are doing. No, that is yeah. a good description. Robert, do you want to add anything to that? Um, well, <clears throat> the UA training is the best in the United States. And, you know, Jeff Bledsoe obviously saw that, so he came to us, right? So here we are. Um, and I hold that true here. I, I make sure everything we put through here is the best of the best. We're training them on everything we possibly can. I want to put out the best guys in the industry. I want to corner the industry in New Mexico with all our members doing all this type of work out there. Well, this is an exciting program, uh, both at the macro level and at the micro level. Um, you sometimes hear the phrase, doing well by doing good. Um, and I think this is a program that would fit into that kind of formulation. Thank you guys for spending so much time, for letting me be here to see this. And I'm eager to watch it as it progresses. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Hey, I hope you got a sense of how excited everyone is about this groundbreaking announcement. Thanks so much to Brian Kelly, Robert Vilches, Robert Baker, and Jeff Bledsoe for taking time to talk to us and give us a behind-the-scenes look at how this important partnership came about. Hey, before we wrap up, I want to remind apprentices that they can reach out to Joan Baker if they're interested in going to Apprenticeship Day at the Legislative Session, which takes place on January 30th. And as always, your general member meetings are on the second Friday of every month at 7 o'clock right at the hall. And the Apprentice Council meetings are always on the same night, and they begin at 5.30. As always, thanks for listening to the 412-411. We'll see you next time. Get you a man that's a union man. Join the ladies' auxiliary. Married life ain't hard. You're packing a union card. And a married man has a happy life if he's got a union wife. So you can't scare me. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking to the union. 
I'm sticking to the union till the day I die.